Welcome to a powerful encounter with the Word of God, brought to you by Eastwood Annabelle. We want to thank God for this broadcast, which I believe is going to be a blessing to your life. Um, we are continuing our journey on opposition that Jesus said, as long as you live a righteous life in the world, you will face tribulation. That is, what, uh, that is what he said, that there will be tribulations will arise. And then we know that persecutions and oppositions are inevitable in life. And um, we've been going through some weapons that God has given to us to fight against opposition. And um, we, we've gone through quite a lot of them right now confidentiality, secrecy, all of them, the equipment and the, 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 all the things that we can talk about, reinforcement and all of them. But today we want to look at one that is very important and that is blamelessness. Blamelessness. Many people don't know, but blamelessness is a weapon. It is an armor. You read your Bible in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and the verse number 7. 2 Corinthians 6 and the verse number 7. And Paul is talking about righteousness. This man of God, Paul, understood a lot of things which many believers don't understand. He said, by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left. The armor of righteousness on the left hand and on the right. By the armor of righteousness and on the left and on the right. By the armor of righteousness on the left hand and on the right hand. So it calls righteousness an armor. And I checked the meaning of the word armor. And it's the same word as a tool. It's the same word for implement. And it is the same word for a weapon. So righteousness is an implement. Righteousness is a tool. And righteousness is a weapon. It is the same way that blamelessness is an is a weapon. The apostle Paul faced stiff opposition from the Sicarius, those Jewish zealots who bound themselves with an oath that they are not going to eat or drink until they have killed Paul. Finally, those people could not execute their purpose and their mandate because the guy they were trying to kill, the guy they were trying to destroy, was blameless. The Jewish zealots could not kill him because the man was blameless. They, they formed a mob, that, a mob that came around Paul trying to kill him until Claudius Lassius, Claudius Lassius gathered, he called it an army, a huge number of soldiers and came upon the Jews and scattered them. Then he wrote a letter to Felix, the governor of Judea, and he said, Claudius Lassius, unto the most excellent governor Felix send them greetings I looked at this man they called the most excellent and it reminded me of the kind of titles that we take you know when they say somebody's most excellent it's just like calling somebody a reverend or calling somebody an honorable or calling somebody um, a bishop or a pope or calling somebody a doctor or calling somebody barrister or calling somebody chief something something and uh, the, the most excellent Felix, the most excellent governor, Felix. And this is the man I told you last week, 
he had three wives. <laughs> One of them he actually took from the, 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 the person's husband. He took Aziz's wife, um, who was the sister of King Agrippa I. He took the woman from the husband and ties her from the husband and took. This was a man who was waiting for Paul to bribe him before he would free him. This is a man who is described as being licentious, base, corrupt, immoral. Still, look at the title. Look at the title. On to the, not just excellent, most excellent. So, for those of us who are pastors, sometimes you have the very reverend, the most reverend, the, the, the canon and the, and the bishop and the, and the, and the so and so. So, everywhere you go, we have these gargantuan titles that don't match up to our character. So, this is one man with that character, a base person, despicable personality, with a huge title. So, Claudius Lysias, unto the most excellent governor, Felix, send them greetings, then he continues. This man was taken of the Jews and should have been killed of them. I read the word should have been killed. And I'm asking for what? What did he do that they should kill him? Many of the people we kill in the world did nothing that was worth being killed for. As a matter of fact, the people who should be killed are walking free. And those who shouldn't be killed are the ones we kill. The ones who should go to jail are not in jail. And the ones who shouldn't go to jail are the ones that are languishing in jail. The ones who should um, suffer Poverty, hunger, confusion, failure, sometimes are walking about free. And innocent and righteous people are the ones that are suffering. So he said, this man was taken and should have been killed of them. For what? Then I came with an army. They had to bring an army or a legion of soldiers to save and deliver an innocent man. He has done nothing wrong. They needed a whole, a whole army. He, he called it an army, but it was hundreds of soldiers. They have to bring them to deliver one person who has done nothing. And he said, I rescued him. Having understood that he was a Roman. So if he was not a Roman, they will kill him. It means that in this world, there is selective justice. If you are a Roman, they save you. If you are a Jew and you don't have any identity anywhere, apart from your Roman citizenship, they kill you. So, it is who you, you know. If you don't know anybody, you die. If you know somebody, then you stay alive. And they said, when I would have known the cause for which they accused him, I brought him forth into their council. Now, this council is made of Jews and not Romans. Not, 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 not Romans. They are made of Jews, not Greeks. These are all Paul's own people who formed the council. And this man, um, Lasias, who is writing, is, is, the man is a foreigner. The man is an Italian. But he rather is trying to save a Jew from the hands of his own council. Verse 29 whom I perceive to be accused of questions concerning their law. So, questions concerning the law have made some people so angry that they want to kill a man because of questions concerning the law. Now, the question I want to ask you is that, 
When your examiners in school ask you a question and you fail, did you kill it? You wrote mathematics, you, you bombed. Did you kill the teacher for bombing? Well, I don't like what he said. I don't like what they are saying. I don't like what they are teaching. You didn't like accounts. Did you kill your teacher? I know some of you definitely you didn't like additional mathematics. Your, your teacher is still walking around alive. So before you kill somebody for preaching something you don't like, big question. Did you kill your lecturer who taught you subjects you didn't like? French master, he's still walking about free. Um, what physics? Your physics master, you bombed all the physics, all the complete. U teacher no honor more still. U teacher. You got zero in mathematics. They wrote the zero and gave you ES. And gave you a mouth and eyes. Dot. Then cool. Then. You said nothing. You are still walking about. Yeah, I don't like his doctrine. I don't like what they teach. I don't like what they prophesy. I don't like what they did. And you are just looking for somebody to kill over that. He said, I perceive him to be accused of questions of their law. Then, I like the end. But to whom nothing laid, but to have nothing laid to his charge, worthy of death or bonds. That means this man has done nothing worthy of bonds or death. He has done nothing worthy to be killed. As a matter of fact, he's done nothing worthy of even being bound or tied up. So, I, I don't even know why they arrested this man. The Bible said that when counsel upon counsel kept examining Paul, they're like, what is this man even doing here? We don't even know what he's doing. I remember there was a pastor, I heard of a pastor, they, they were accusing him of some things and they, they brought his name before a counsel. The council looked at the pastor, examined everything about the pastor. The only thing they could see was poverty. In fact, the only thing they could see was poverty. <laughs> then the, the council asked the church people who came to it was church people who went and reported the pastor. That is corrupt. The, the, the council looked at the pastor and everything about the pastor. And the only thing they could find worthy of death was poverty. Because the poor man's poverty is his destruction. So... <laughs> The only thing they could say. So they asked the people who were bringing the pastor. They said, so what do you want from this man? The man is so broke that even his account is red. What do you want from red light? Green, yellow, red. This one is red. So he said, the man has done nothing worthy of bonds, worthy of death. Now, that is how Paul escaped them. And because he had done nothing worthy of death or of bonds, they had to refer him. In fact, um, Felix, the governor, could not kill him. He kept him for about two years until Festus came. And Festus too couldn't do anything about it. So finally, they had to refer him to Caesar. Because he himself, when they said they would take him back to Jerusalem, Paul said, never, I'm not going to Jerusalem. I appeal to Caesar. And they said, okay. You have appealed to Caesar, so to Caesar you will go. Now, so we see that it was Paul's weapon of blamelessness that saved him. That word blamelessness is the word irreproachable. It is also the word faultless. 
blamelessness or to be blameless is to be irreproachable it means to be faultless that means you don't have a fault you don't have a fault they found a fault in him and they couldn't i want to encourage believers we 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 will have to get to the place of being blameless or faultless because if we are blames and we are false when the unbelievers hit us with the weapon of opposition they will deal with us they, they, they will finish us if we ourselves don't have our own discipline we don't have our own guard on you don't have your own weapon of defense which is also a weapon of attack they will destroy us and 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 and, and the word that, that, that word blameless to overcome envy and opposition we must ensure that we are blameless we must be irreproachable we must be faultless wrongdoing makes us vulnerable to the enemy when they accuse us of things the things they accuse us must not be true you see if they say you are an adulterer let them search but they will never find the adulterer and i'm praying to somebody for somebody right now that the things they accuse you of may they never be true they accuse you of doing drugs they search you there's no drug they accuse you of ritual murder make sure it's not true just just make sure it is not true they accuse you of being a liar let them examine you and there's no lie you know this thing about okay i'm a liar but the grace of god covers a multitude of sin i know the love of god the love covers multitude of sins but the first thing the love would do is that after it covers a multitude of sins it also empowers us against sin i like something god told a man um cain he said cain sin lieth at thy door but you shall have dominion over the sin so make sure when they accuse you of something is not true if they say you are a thief they can check it you are not a thief they, they, they accuse you you are a robber when they check it it should not be true don't live a life where when they examine you for the things they are accusing you of the things will be found to be true and here is jesus christ walking about on earth and they said john came neither eating nor drinking but the son of man has come and he's mingling with sinners and they said look at a man that is a glutton a man that is a wine biber jesus said come come on come and examine me come and examine me they came they examined him they found nothing and listened to his own words when he's speaking to them in in john chapter in in john chapter 8 and the verse number 44 46 i beg your pardon jesus speaking to them said which of you convinced me of sin which of you can convince me said, that, that that means you have searched me do you see me breaking the sabbath i don't kill on sabbath i give life on sabbath you haven't seen me in anything you haven't seen me in adultery you haven't seen me steal you haven't seen me anywhere don't, don't make sure that they don't they accuse you of things that things are not true i i, rem, I remember that i used to hear a story that a church member went to a beer bar to drink and then whilst he was there trying to buy his alcohol by the time he got to the counter to buy his alcohol he saw his pastor also busy quaffing the pastor i think was on the second cup let's assume it's bubra and um, <laughs> the 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 member said oh sofu take care of your own me i'm here on my own assignment you do yours and finish and go and stop all this um, inquisitive 
spirit that is making you ask me questions. And bizan bibiawa obiaba say or benum bibiaco into the yaudia. Now, so when they start accusing you and they say that pastor is an alcohol, just make sure it's not true. Anything people accuse you of between you and God, make sure that it is not true. And among human beings, you should even strive as hard as you can to make sure that the thing that is making them find fault with you, you will remove that thing from your life. You know, you, you meet some people and then, they, well, well, they are accusing me of women, but I, I, I really don't chase the women. They are only my friends, and then we are only walking together. And then when you see us at 1 a.m., we are actually there at 1 a.m., and we are in a hotel at 1 a.m. because we went there to supervise the hotel to see whether they are working well or not. And then you, you are at a hotel 1 a.m. A woman is there with you. You say you were not doing anything, and you are alone, and you've entered the room alone. What were you doing there? Prayer meeting or what? So just make sure that what they are accusing you of is not true. It's as simple as that. So Jesus is saying, which of you convinced me of sin? And if I say the truth, why do you not believe me? Why don't you believe me when I'm telling you the truth? So that was the case of um, Jesus Christ. Now you look at Paul's life. And the man was just, the man was bold about his blamelessness. One day he wrote, he wrote to the Philippians and he told them, he said, do all things without memorying and without disputings. That means do your things without complaining, do your things without disputings. Then he goes to the verse number 15 and he says, that you may be blameless and harmless. Be blameless and harmless. Be spotless, irreproachable, be faultless and harmless. Then he said, as sons of God. We normally say to them gave you power to become the sons of God. But the first manifestation of the power of the sons of God is to be blameless without rebuke. Without rebuke. In the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. You are in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation. I said generation because the word over there is Genea. 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 And Genea, that's the nation. And the nation, the Guinea is generation. You are in the midst of a crooked and a perverse generation, but make sure that you are without rebuke. That means live your life in such a way that you will not be rebuked. That is important. Can you imagine you've written an exam? Why wouldn't you say you should get 20%? And you have an awam teacher who marks and gives you 80%. You will not be happy. Or maybe you wrote an exam and you, you know this exam you are going to get, get 40%, but you got a poor, and the a poor or the leaked questions help you to get like, let's say, 90% or 70%. You are not going to be happy about it. So Paul is talking about without rebuke, without rebuke. You never know who is watching you. Make sure they don't rebuke you. And eh, yeah, every day they are finding fault with me. That is because you are rebukable. So normally I say that. If somebody will correct you, let it be once. Just once. Just once. Just once. Don't let them say it twice. Don't let them say it three times. Because you see, the first correction will be good. The second one will be harsh. The third one may be with an insult. It's becoming worse. And the fourth one, if it's the unbelieving world, it may attract a slap. 
and the fifth one they'll push you out of the door so you, you don't want a life of mistakes tell yourself i'm going to be without rebuke and then you are like oh but you see everybody's like this everybody has compromised like this no he said in the midst of a crooked and a perfect nation among whom you shine as light you, your blamelessness shines as a light can i hear somebody shout an amen your blamelessness shines as a light in the name of jesus your blamelessness shines as a light that you may be blameless and harmless the sons of god without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and a perfect generation among whom you shine as lies in the world paul the apostle was very versed to the fact that believers should live a life which is without blame without um without without rebuke and i'm praying in the name of jesus christ that somebody under the sound of my voice will be without rebuke now the man was not doing just things he wanted others to do without checking himself himself was brainless you read philippians chapter 3 and the verse number 4 to 6 philippians chapter 3 and the verse number 4 to 6 philippians 3 4 to 6 and here is paul though i might also have confidence in the flesh if any other man thinketh that he has whereof he might trust in the flesh i more he said i'm a jew circumcised on the eighth day of the stock of israel of the tribe of benjamin and hebrew of the hebrews as touching the law i was a pharisee concerning zeal i persecuted the church and as touching righteousness which is by the law i was blameless that is the apostle paul i need you to lift up your hands and i want you to pray in the name of jesus father give me the discipline to arm myself with the armor of righteousness to the left and the right that i will be blameless in the name of jesus and i want you to pray and say father in the name of jesus christ i want to live a life beyond reproach a life above reproach the bible said a bishop must do this 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 must not do this and this and this lest he fall into the reproach of the enemy pray father i want to live an irreproachable life i know your people at work they oppose you but sometimes they oppose you because you oppose yourself with your lifestyle you oppose yourself with your character everybody's telling you the way you talk is not good change it everybody's saying you are lazy change it stop talking about everybody's opposing you nobody likes me and nobody this and that no there is something you must change i know that life is full of you know life life is full of dishonesty every one of us we are just a baggage of dishonesty that is why the bible said all have sinned and come short of the glory of god i am yet to see one person who is a cause of trouble who has admitted that they are cause of trouble by the time this man blames you of something that one blames you of something that one blames you of something that one blames you of something four people you are a problem accept it and help yourself 
But I will not be surprised if this message will amount to nothing because those kind of people, normally they are so oblivious to reality, I normally call them, para, um, what is the name? Paranoid. When you suffer paranoia, blue is white and white is blue. Paranoia is the thing where you'll be as tall as me and you say, I'm a short man. You see the people who bleach, bleach, to look fair colored, those are paranoia, sufferers. You are black. Stop taking those tablets. And stop bleaching. You are wasting your time. You will never be fair colored. You can change your legs, but you can never change your knees. Your thighs will be red, but your knees will be wall gecko. Stop it. You are black. God created black. And I say, we are fair colored crowd. You are a black man, fair colored. Even half caste, don't they call them black? When you, when you go abroad, even half caste, they call them black man. You saw President Obama, they, they used to call him black man. But I hear when you see President Obama, oh, you're fitter, 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 fitter. But still, you see, oh, Bibini. Because listen, Bibini, Bibini, you change them, you know they change. Jack. So, I want you to pray, Father. Give me the discipline to change what I have to change. Now, what is that thing you have to change? I'm talking about the things people talk about. I'm not talking about the things people, the thing you admit. Because the thing you are, you will never admit it. I'm yet to see a liar who said I'm a liar. Because he will lie about the lie. And he will lie about the truth. So you know what? Today, I want you to give me the benefit of the doubt for only five minutes. And that one too, I know you won't give me. But the benefit of the doubt I want you to give me is, who do people say you are? Just pray on that, Father. This thing people say I am. And this thing they attack me for. I accept it. I want to change. I want to change. I want to be blameless. I want to be beyond reproach. If people, one day somebody came to me and said, Uncle, Uncle, I said, What is it? People say, I'm proud. Am I proud? I said, Even this question means you are proud. By the time about 100 people say you are proud, he said, Everybody in this place says, I'm proud. I said, Then it means you are proud. If you are not proud, they won't accuse you of that. I want somebody to lift up your voice and pray right now. Right now. They say I'm a fornicator, but I'm not a fornicator. Are you sure the fornication is not in your eyes? Peter said something. He said they have eyes full of adultery. There is something about you maybe they've seen. That is why they are saying that. So somebody pray in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice and pray. I believe you've been blessed by this message. For further information, please visit www.eastwoodanaba.com. God bless you richly.